9 o'clock. Thanks for joining us, Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Super Bowl 58, Chiefs get the win in overtime. Just the second overtime in the Super Bowl era. Got some reaction to Kansas City winning last night. Andy Reid uh, refuted all the the retirement rumors. Said, I don't plan on retiring. Though uh, Travis Kelsey, there was some talk that maybe Travis Kelsey might, because Jason mm-hmm. Kelsey's brother plays for the Eagles, brother, um, is contemplated retirement. And he's a couple of years older than, than Travis. But both guys are still playing at a high level. Mm-hmm. Though there were some that thought, oh, maybe Travis Kelsey's best days are gone yeah. while he had 93 yards he's receiving last night. You know. Yeah, distracted by, by Tay-Tay. And... But Travis Kelsey said that his goal is to win three straight Super Bowls. Yeah, first team to ever do it. So you can tell where his thoughts are about mm-hmm. retirement. He's not considering retirement because he wants to win yeah. another one next season. Which I've seen a little bit a, of the, well, you got to figure out how to get Jason to the Chiefs now for a year. Let them play together for a year. Eh, yeah. It's more fun playing against each other. And could we, could the Eagles get back there? Chiefs certainly can with the talent mm-hmm. they have, particularly with that defense, as young as that defense is. Oh, yeah. So your odds, by the way. Kelsey, a lot of young offensive players, too. Absolutely. Guys like Isaiah Pacheco and Rasheed Rice, young mm-hmm. guys on that team. So, of course, the moment the game's over. My favorite thing. One of my favorite things. Odds ever. for next year. Yep. Already already fresh off the press. The Niners are the Super Bowl favorites at plus 500 on Bet MGM. What? Why are they the favorites next year? They could win this one. Yeah, but, yeah that's... That, that's that's the thing that kind of uh, perplexes me as well, Buckeye. How are you the favorite when you just lost? How? I, is Do they know, so is Patrick Mahomes going to retire? Is there something we don't know here? Like, And one of their best defensive players may not be ready to go oh, and yeah. start a training camp. Greenlaw's not. I mean, the Achilles. Torn Achilles. You know, yeah. are they going to be able to keep everybody together? Like... How are how are they the favorites? One, when they're not even the team that won yesterday. Because the Chiefs are plus 700. Then it's the Ravens, the Bills, the Lions that have the next best odds. So, um, your Browns? Right there with the Falcons and the Bears. Yeah, that sounds about right. Kind of middle of the pack. Broncos are toward the bottom in terms of the odds. Broncos, Steelers, Giants, Titans, Commanders, Patriots, Panthers in the uh, outhouse. It's not a good neighborhood to be in. No, it's not. Like Falcons and Bears isn't a great neighborhood to be in either. And I just think you you guys are going to be better than that. I just do. I don't know. It's not going to be Joe Flacco. It's going to be Deshaun Watson for six games. Yeah. Then maybe Flacco for the rest of the or does Joe get somebody else that uh, wants to give him a shot? I know he liked, loved playing in Cleveland, said he mm-hmm. enjoyed it, but he also got to play. Yeah. And they, they've invested too much in Deshaun Watson to have Deshaun Watson become his caddy. I'm just, I look around and I don't know if there's 
someone that would give him a flyer. Because I don't know if there's anyone that's a quarterback away that needs a quarterback or will take a quarterback. Right. Minnesota, maybe. Maybe. But, but wouldn't you point, want more of a long-term? Wouldn't you just kick the can on Kirk Cousins? Yeah, why, why wouldn't you just keep Cousins? Pittsburgh, maybe. I don't know. But then that's where Russell Wilson becomes this potential mm-hmm. X factor for a, a, a lot of those things. Because yeah. where's Russell Wilson going to end up? And do you do you go for free agent Joe Flacco or have to trade and pay for Russell Wilson? That's the that's the conundrum too for teams. Do you feel like yes that you're actually, in terms of it's going to be either one is not a long long term answer, particularly right. Joe Flacco. But do you feel like for the production for the for the value here, mm-hmm. for what we're going to have to pay Joe Flacco, doesn't that make more sense than than Russell Wilson? Yeah, but also Russell's body of work last year. While Joe Flacco had really high peaks, that game against the Texans was a dog. And so this this is a little more around the NFL, if you will, Uh here in the 9 o'clock hour. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. Since, I mean, the season came to an end last night, at least what happens between the, the lines and everything. We didn't get a really chance to dive into this last week. The comments from Drew Brees about Russell Wilson. That Drew Brees on the relationship between Wilson and Sean Payton kind of played out the way I thought it would. This is essentially the quote here. Uh, Brees, I guess, was on uh, Pro Football Talk with Florio and Chris Sims. It kind of played out the way I thought it would, honestly. I think Russell has a skill set, and I think Russell's going to be able to go and have a great rest of his career elsewhere. As I watched them play this year, it didn't feel like the timing, the rhythm, the tempo that I'm used to in seeing in a Sean Payton offense. And I know those are hallmarks of the offense. That's the standard that's been set. 15 games, Wilson, north of 3,000 yards, 66% completion percentage, 26 touchdowns, 8 picks. He averaged about 200 yards passing a game, which I get it for those people that see what he gets paid. That's not enough production for a guy with a $242 million contract. So is it's okay. So that's what Brees thought it would play out that way because he didn't think Russell Wilson's skill set was going to fit what Sean Payton wants. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Apparently th- that's what happened that Peyton gave it the tr- you know, good old college try, gave Russ an opportunity, and while the numbers are not terrible, they're not what he wants. So now the Broncos obviously turn to the draft. And when you look at a Bo Nix, I mean, like that, is, is that, is he the answer? Is a guy like Bo Nix the answer? A rookie quarterback who historically... How many rookie quarterbacks have started for Sean Payton? We talked about this last week. One. One, Ian Book. And that was a very, very small sample size. So he gets back to veteran quarterback. Who's out there that you're going to go, 
oh, that guy immediately is better than Russell Wilson. Joe Flacco. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey, never say never. He's come back. Bring him back. Run him back. Tried it once. Tried again. Different coach. Different, different coach, but Vance is still there, though. And and so is it is it going to be a Baker Mayfield if he doesn't end up staying with Tampa? Is it Gardner Minshew? Been reading some stuff. Why well, there's some people in Broncos country think Gardner Minshew is really the answer. Look what he look what he did. We're replacing Richardson when he got hurt. Look what he was able to do with the Colts. I like Gardner Minshew, but if Sean Payton. It, not Sean. If Russell Wilson doesn't fit Sean Payton's offense with his skill level, Garner Minshew's gonna? Really? And I say that with all due respect as I kind of backhand Garner Minshew across the room, but really? Sean I mean, thought Jared Stidham was the answer, <laughs> too, for two weeks, and that didn't turn out particularly great. Yeah, just looking at, at this season for Minshew. They beat Easton Stick and the Chargers. 3,305 yards, 15 touchdowns, 9 picks. Completion percentage, 62%. Sounds a lot like Russell Wilson, if you ask me. With worse decision-making. With, yeah, with, with more picks. He takes more touchdown. risks, but he also doesn't get his the rewards all the time. He also played in fewer games, too. Well, that's not good. More picks and fewer games. Let's say well, he played in he started. No, it's, uh, no, wait a minute. It said he started. I thought they started 17 games this year. No. And no, because Richardson started. Yeah, they've got him here on Pro Football Reference starting. They got him playing 13. 17, starting Sorry, Okay, playing. Okay, I, I looked at my numbers incorrectly. Started 13 games. He's got more interceptions and fewer starts. That's it's not the sign of a guy that Sean Payton's going to jump at. Is that, is that the answer? I don't. I don't think so. Certainly doesn't feel that way. So I, I don't know. I, I, I scratch my head on some of this about about what. Once again, I know people feel like that we. We are just totally in love with Russell Wilson. I don't love everything about Russ. I wish his decision-making was better. I wish he was a guy that was more on time throwing the football, more accurate mm-hmm. throwing the football. He's a guy that leans heavily into play-action passes, the, the vertical routes, the deep balls. We, we talked about that when he came from Seattle. Throwing between the hash marks, not a real big strong suit of his. But that being said, then what's the answer here then? What's the answer that's going to be better then? Is is it going to be Bo Nix as a rookie? Are you going to trade up and get a Michael Penix Jr.? Well, according to Denver Sports, used to be the artist known as the fan over in Denver, Cecil Lammy, who uh, touts himself as a insider guy, that... Um, there are those in the scouting community that think that Sean Payton will try to trade up to get a quarterback. James Palmer said there's been a lot of talk about it as well. Of course, James Palmer works for NFL Network. But Sean Payton, he himself has said, we're not going to trade up. He told uh, Broncos unofficial mouthpiece, Nine News is my, my Cliss. So everything you've read and heard, it starts on Monday. 
as he shot down the rumors about uh, he was on the Up and Adams show. Wasn't that what the FanDuel show with Kay Adams mm-hmm. that used to be on uh, Good Morning Football? Yep. That he shot down those rumors. I want you to go back and read the initial report, and it's coming from someone's garage. My point is, if you do the homework on it, I couldn't tell you the jersey numbers of some of these guys. It all starts next week, so we haven't even begun the process. We're having to answer questions about a blogger. So is that Cecil Lammy that he's referring to? Anyway. He's trying to convince me they have not done any, any scouting on anybody. I find that laughable. I find that impossible to believe that you haven't, you haven't looked at any of these quarterbacks. You sent guys to the senior bowl. If you're going to be a tool, don't lie to me at the same time. Yeah. Don't take a leak on me and tell me it's raining. How about be honest about it? Yeah. We've, we've been looking at guys. We don't know where we're at yet. We don't know what direction we're going yet. If you insist, absolutely insist on being a tool with the then at least be honest like of course we're looking at people what do you think we're stupid we're we're a bunch of idiots you know just like oh we haven't looked at anybody and so benjamin albright that that's the koa insider he put out on X, as I reported last week, and Sean Payton now saying directly to the public, there's been no decisions, even discussions yet on anything about trading up for a quarterback. Those meetings start Monday. I mean, why don't you just wait until after the combine then at that point? <laughs> so it's it's not that they haven't looked at anybody, because they, they have. They, they sent guys to the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, I find this a case of, of Sean Payton trying to it's, it's trying to be gamesmanship in his mind. But why? What? Like, who's he trying to gamesmanship? I'm, I'm not sure who's. Yeah, now those are my questions going to be. Who's he playing against here? Like, okay, you okay, scored a win over some bloggers. Good job. So you're you, not hanging any banners. Uh, so we're not going to trade up until they yeah. possibly do. Uh, we got you. Oh yeah, we got you, bloggers. Like, okay. So what? There are times I just feel like with Sean Payton, gotta own he's, the bloggers. So, he's so wrapped up in other crap mm-hmm. that doesn't matter like this. You're not saying you're trading up. You're not saying you're not going to do it at all. How about we just, I think in his mind, he thinks that's what he's saying. Well, we're not going to make decisions you know, on that until we start meeting Monday. How about I just go, we don't know yet. We're open to everything. We're doing our due diligence on the quarterbacks that we saw at the Senior Bowl. We're looking at free agent quarterbacks. We're reviewing our situation with Russ. That is an ongoing process that does not have a conclusion at this point in time. There's everybody on the planet, with the exception of one, is open to be the quarterback of the Broncos. The guy is named Russell Wilson. Everybody else is open for the job. Like... And we're not looking into it. We we start looking at that on Monday after the Super Bowl. Come okay. on. Well, then why did you send scouts to the Senior Bowl? That explains if you're not, if you're eight not, and nine. How about just be, don't be a turd about it. Just be honest about it. Just go, we're doing our evaluation. We don't know yet. We don't know what direction we're going to go. 
because that's fair. Yeah, that's a fair thing to say. That doesn't own the bloggers. You know, who cares? It doesn't get your jab in about being in mom's basement or garage or whatever. We haven't decided yet, blogger. So go yell for your, go yell Mm -hmm. up the stairs to your mom to ask her if dinner's ready yet. You know who probably also does a lot of writing from home? Mike Cliffs. Probably so. Imagine Mike probably does some writing from home. Working for ESPN and Nine News. Or no, that's Legwald. He probably does some writing from home too, but got to own those bloggers. We could be spending this time looking for our next quarterback, but we got to own the bloggers first. Sean Payton has developed a very interesting relationship with the media since he's taken over as Broncos coach. Either mm-hmm. he's trying to own them and trying to dominate them, or he says incredibly stupid. Well, yeah, not, incredi- not what he said was stupid because he ends up he was right about Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, but it was. Ill-advised in his part to say that to somebody where mm-hmm. he gets out, and then they go, they win eight games. Right. <laughs> it's And they lose to the Jets. Just one more than the Jets, too, by the way. Yeah, and they lose to the Jets. And not the Aaron Rodgers Jets. No. Zach Wilson Jets. The Zach Wilson Jets. So that makes you look like a moron because you're cracking on, mm-hmm. on Hackett and them, and then you lose to them, and then you, you're not a playoff team. You have some really bad losses at the toward the end of the season. Right. The last four months, five months, too, have kind of removed the benefit of the doubt with the... It really wasn't that harsh. I said it, but that's not really what I meant to come across. Now it's like, yeah, that's exactly what you said. That's exactly what you meant. Yeah. And you were taken aback because you thought that, hey, I'm going to tell this reporter this and he's not going to use it like man alive once again what he said wasn't inaccurate right but considering the results of the season and what happened when he faced the team that he made those comments about it makes you look like an idiot and then go loose to that (laughs) i mean yeah like i said what the results were you lost to them and you you lose at home to zach wilson and you weren't a playoff team no, uh, you can man. you could go. Well, we might have lost to you, but we made the playoffs. Right. Well, you didn't have that to to puff your chest up about. Yeah, we don't start looking at quarterbacks till Monday. Like, okay, <sighs> we don't start those discussions. Or I going to decide Monday. we're going to trade up. Okay, you probably haven't decided that. Right. You probably haven't decided if you're going to trade up. I don't expect you to decide today. No, <laughs> we don't. We don't have those discussions until Monday. We'll stop. How about we just haven't decided yet? Everything's on the table. Everything is on the table. With the exception of Russell Wilson and anybody who's dead. Everybody else, open for the job. Open tryouts. Except for Russ. Except for Russ. All right, uh, 9-19. We'll uh, take a break. We'll come back. Got some thoughts about last night's uh, game, halftime show. Any of it from last night. You can send it our way on the team line, 970-242-1340. And uh, coming up next, we'll go into four down territory and the stay in sports history. That's on the way on the Jim Davis show on the team sports network. I'm the morning guy. I have a Facebook group, 16 members. Some call it a fan page. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. The Jim Davis show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back. 
Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Vic Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Got some uh, reaction to uh, last night's game. So, these are the results uh, from our uh, our colleague, Cake. Oh, okay. Uh, Elton Yon, Tyre yep. Franzen. The results are in for the Jim Davis Show Fearless Picks. Okay. So I picked 10 of the 11 prop bets correctly. You picked 7 out of 11. Yes! Petey picked 7 out of 11. Cake picked 5 out of 11. So I finished one game behind you. 80 to 50, 80-51. Look at that. The 79-52. Look at that. Congratulations, Buckeye boy? Question mark? Yes. Okay. But it almost almost, almost came back to bite you, though. Almost. Yeah, almost. I am the smartest man alive. Yep. There's nothing embarrassing about finishing second. I'm not happy with it, though. I feel like there's, there should have been more prop bets, to be quite honest. <laughs> I don't know if there was enough prop bets to really give me an ample opportunity to, to come back and win. I mean, like, I, I was 10 out of 11. Mm-hmm. It's 10 out of 11. I think you should have Kyle Shanahan and went first. Probably so. Uh, let's see. We got one from uh, Robert. The Super Bowl is nothing more than an NFL championship. Yeah. Okay. The, the Packers have won three championships in a row, and the Packers did that twice in their history. I but, mean, that's great for them. That's also been 60 years. And also, I said no one's won three straight Super Bowls. And we're talking about the Super Bowl era, not NFL championships, which is not like they don't count because I know you brought that up you before. Preach it to the choir to me on that particular but, aspect, Robert, but that's not what But I it said. is about the Super Bowl era. Yeah. And in the Super Bowl era, no one has won three straight championships. I mean, good for the Packers. I mean, they can. Those and, guys can still celebrate if they can. And the Super Bowl is nothing more than the NFL championship. Well, there's there are those who will say, well, well it's a merger with the American Football League. And so it a, is a, then you have to look back at the AFL. You're going to count AFL mm-hmm. champions? Apparently. Because if you're going to be fair about one, you got to be fair about the other. Yeah. And I'm just looking here to see. As far as champions of the American Football League. Oh, just give me a list. So I look through and see. Um, um, I'm not trying to find just a list of who won championships. Uh, let's see. You have. Did anybody win three in a row? I don't know if anybody no. did. The Oilers went to three in a row, won the first two. Bills went to three in a row, won the first two. And, yeah, no one won three yeah, in a row. So, okay, so you got one that – and then you got Green Bay that you mm-hmm. could you could put in there. Did Cleveland win? They went three. four in a row in the AAFC. Which is not the NFL, though. No. Which people would say, well, that's not that's not the NFL, so it doesn't. It, not that it doesn't count. The NFL but doesn't it, count then at that point yeah. either. That's not the NFL. <laughs> so but I get what you're saying. I get what Robert. I understand what you're saying, but in the Super Bowl era, 
Nobody's won three straight. Hey, Browns went five straight at one point, too. That's impressive. Yep. AAFC for four years and then won the NFL. Went to six straight NFL championship games. All right, we got uh, Tim, who is our uh, Buffalo Wild Wings big game giveaway mm-hmm. winner. That uh, Tim's got a text today on the team line. Good. Buckeye being forthcoming about his recent bowling performance. Yeah, we sucked. They cheated, but we sucked. So you're accusing Scott the la- and the Lazy Boys of cheating. Yes. I have no proof, but it's 2024. We don't need proof. We just need to <laughs> accuse just, them. That's we just all. need to have a feeling. Yep. Bad they cheated. Pain. They drank more than we did, <laughs> and they cheated. So you're saying it was an um, unfair... Yes. Unfair, unfair liquid, uh, liquid advantage. advantage. Yes. They cheated. A beverage advantage. Right. They're also better, which I also <laughs> think is cheating. As bad as Kansas City when he get ugly Kelsey shoving Reed between that and Mahomes' temper tantrum after the Buffalo loss, hard to root for guys like that. If two things. One, as Tim was leaving, he said the wrong team won. So makes it seem like whether he shoved Andy Reed or not, which he didn't, you're not going to root for him either anyway. So there's that. Second, he didn't shove Andy Reed. He bumped into him. He bumped into Andy Reid. He ran over to him and bumped into him. Yeah. Emphatic so, that mean, he should have, should have been on the field. Right. He didn't He didn't walk right up and shove him. It's not great, but also, like, if that's the reason you're not going to cheer for him, though. Like, you were yeah, you I, were good up until the second quarter. Like, ah, no. I didn't like the reaction from, from Kelsey. Didn't think it was necessary. But it also wasn't, wasn't the worst thing. It wasn't like he ran up to Andy Reid and shoved him right. on the ground and stood over him and screamed at him about not being in the game. Mm-hmm. He lost he lost his lost his temper, emotional outburst. Sure, Andy later was I'm sure Kelsey probably said, Man, right. sorry about that. And you know who's been real, real mean on the sideline before? Peyton Manning. Yes, he has. Can't yes, root he, for a guy like that either. He has lit you guys know. up. Just bleep and block, Jeff. You know, can't root for that. What a tool what a tool that guy is. Him in his big forehead. <laughs> So, I mean, if you don't like him anyway, this is not going to help. There's nothing he could have done yesterday to make it better. RJ and Delta, the new format for overtime, the Super Bowl is good, though it's not new-new, but we finally got to see it used. Yeah. Uh, Going forward, I think more teams will defer if they win the coin toss. I also think the game was called fair as well. Yeah, there wasn't any, in my opinion, real egregious blown calls in that game Mm -hmm. the horse collar on brock purdy i can't call it a horse collar tackle because they didn't tackle him he didn't go to the ground no that was a little soft initially like when i saw it after i'm like okay yeah it's a horse collar he grabbed grabbed him in the name yeah because you can't grab up the name plate but the official also there's a horse collar signal and he didn't signal that and i talked about kind of the audio issues at you know where I was, it was hard to hear at times. Yeah. I'm like, what is like roughing the pet? They, he just touched him, literally touched him, and then I'm like, oh okay, wait, all right, yeah, that's a horse collar. Because it does now, it does not have to go into the pads. And right. He grabbed him it's by just the, the back by the nameplate, mm-hmm. the top of the jersey. Grabbed him by his jersey. Yeah, it's I like how that one's a penalty, it, but they fold Christian McCaffrey in half, <laughs> and it's like, man, that's he's fine. He's, he's a fine. running back. It's all right. He's a runner. Yeah, there's uh, not exactly 
Is it, it all, all right? Is it all equal depending on the position you play? Right. But I agree with RJ. It was it was all right. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. So what was the what was the biggest surprise for you? Just the amount of field goals. Like not able to punch it in. Very I thought, few touchdowns. I was surprised. I, I thought the score would be lower because I think I picked the under on it. Mm-hmm. I thought two two outstanding defenses. I thought that they would kind of control how the game went and that there was truth to that. Yeah. I don't I was surprised. I, I guess while I talk about two great defenses, I was surprised at the turnovers. Yeah, it was a little sloppy on that aspect. It was it. a little sloppy because it to me it wasn't the McCaffrey one, I guess what he they kind of got punched out. Yeah, the running backs got punched out. Mahomes' interception it's was a, just, just a bad, awful. Just a bad throw. Like, what are you doing? And and he admitted that. It's like it was yeah. a terrible throw. Like my dumb interception. My dumb interception. Did you like the Frank Sinatra My Way opening? I didn't get to hear it. So I, it was, it was I okay. It was the orchestra. And then they um, they had, they, they, obviously they had Sinatra from mm-hmm. back when he was in Vegas singing it. It was okay. And they had cuts of, of players for both the Chiefs and Niners uh, that were interspersed in it. It was okay. So let's, uh, how about we dive into four down territory, shall we? All right. Okay, here we go. We're into four down territory on the Jim Davis show on the team. Let's go to the uh, CBS broadcast where I thought, I thought Jim Nance, the David Copperfield reference one time, cause uh, I think Roma made some comment about Mahomes being magical and like, yeah, look. like something his right like, arm's got like, magic or something like, you know, like, He's just like David Copperfield or something like that, which, you know, the Vegas tie-in was mm-hmm. was good. I thought Nance was was really good last night. Romo, to me, was such a mixed bag, and there was reports that outgoing CBS Sports chairman Sean McManus, uh, and he admitted this as well, um, not just reports, but he said this, that the network had asked Romo to calm down, to be a little more mellow in calling the games. And, you know, after Nance introduced himself, Romo said, well, if that doesn't get you ready to go, I don't know. I'm ready to get out of this booth. I'm going to go play. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. Tony Romo. Oh, she's really. The, the puppy dog energy. Yeah. The unfocused, unbridled enthusiasm, which sometimes is wears thin. And early on, I mean, he, he seemed to be fairly fairly low-key. Mm-hmm. And then one point they were talking about the Niners special teams playing the first half. Romo noted they're flying around out there. You can feel it, can't you, Jim? Okay, I'm not sure what. <laughs> well, of course, it's the Super Bowl. Right. Guys in special teams are replaying hard. What? What is that? At? What? And then there was the moment or he, they played Adele to commercial break, rolling in the deep, and Tony Romo decides he's going to try to sing along with Adele. Good luck with that, Tony. Yeah. I don't know. That, that stuff, that kind that amuses me. That's a character thing, I guess. And I just... I, I, I guess. As long was, as you're... I mean, if you're goofy. just having fun, yeah. if you're, like, trying to make fun of the song, then I'm, 
I have an no. issue. He's just but he's think, just being a goofball. And I, like, yeah, just being a goofball. And again, it's it's where you start, right? It's kind of with Travis Kelsey. If you like Travis Kelsey, then you don't really like him less that much from yesterday or more. It just you're kind of saying this like Romo didn't make me like him less, but he didn't make me like him any more yesterday. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. There was the attempt to become the fourth beastie boy with a bit of fight for your right to party. Romo said about Chiefs tied in Travis Kelsey. He's ready to party, actually. Hold on to this one. Nance, well, you've got to fight for your right, you know, mm-hmm. right? Which is great on the part of Jim Nance. Yeah, it was fantastic. Who gets treated like, like he's grumpy old uncle, but yeah. that was a clever part from Jim Nance. And then they got that on the podium with Travis. Yeah. Also... I mean, this is, I, I'll save it. I'll use it for one of my downs. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm and talking fine, loud. That's okay. And finally, I mean, I mean, for the most part, he was fine. Was right. I mean, there was the thing where he mentioned called Nick Bosa Joey, which, you know, he should know better, but it's not like it's the, it's understandable. People make that mistake that mm-hmm. the, the brothers both play in the league and right. And I understand that. All right. So all right. He was okay. He was okay. All right, so second down, you had uh, Nebraska and, and Iowa yesterday in women's basketball. Big game on Fox. Yeah. And um, Nebraska gets the win because I, Caitlin Clark was going for the all-time scoring record. Mm-hmm. Did not have a great fourth quarter. She came up eight points shy of the record, which we'll wait until tomorrow night when yeah. Iowa plays. But after the, the game, which was in Lincoln, by the way, that uh, – during the presser with the the Cornhuskers, got a little uh, little interesting because apparently Lisa Bloater, excuse me, Bluter, who is the Iowa Hawkeyes coach, there there was a reporter there. There's a lot of reporters there, but one guy was from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, covering the Hawkeyes because Iowa City's just up the road from Cedar Rapids, and he was there and he was recording it, and you could hear a woman's voice yelling in the background and some of the Nebraska players are kind of like, what the hell's going on? And it's Bluter saying, we've got a flight to catch. This is bull bleep. This is not Big Ten protocol. They play music when you shoot free throws. And she was just going on and on because typically the visiting team goes to the podium first. And in this case, the Huskers went to the podium first. And that got Bluter angry. And so, uh, apparently, yeah, she was not having a good day. Team lost. Apparently not. Kaylin Clark did not uh, did not set the scoring record. Nebraska was playing music during free throws. And they also went to the podium first. I mean, Lisa Bluter, very, very unhappy, dropping a BS line. Yeah, she's not, not super thrilled about the goings-on there in Lincoln. Uh, speaking of Big Ten hoops, Ohio State crushed in Michigan State yesterday on Peacock. That was it's pretty pretty good but pretty fun to watch in East Lansing anyway going on to third down I was going to do something about the Chiefs wide receivers but that's a little bit more of a deep dive that I don't want to do Travis Kelsey how did he get from the end of the game to hammered on the podium that quick there's no way he was stone sober either the euphoria of victory or he was hitting the champagne already he's like Aviva Las Vegas. Like, <laughs> dang. It's like, 
I thought Jason was the shirtless beer drinking guy. I mean, apparently, it's both. I was wondering. I'm like, he he sounds drunk. Like he sounds like he is hammered already. Which I mean, he went to Cincinnati. That makes that tracks. He m- must have pounded yeah. copious amounts of like champagne or something. Not Xavier, but, Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I was just wondering about that. Uh, now, ESPN, this was uh, a, pa- a piece from Adam Schefter. Schefter broke news-ish saying that the Dallas Cowboys have hired, m- hired Mike Zimmer as their new defensive coordinator, and many fans certainly thought that was a done deal. But according to Rex Ryan, he says he doesn't believe that's true, and it's not a fact right now. Rex, interviewed for the job. <laughs> so... I'm not entirely certain whether Rex is being genuine in that or if he's just trying to keep his name in there. But that's a little uh, more ESPN on ESPN crime, if you will. That's not true. There's nobody hired for that job. There's nobody. It's it still wasn't me. I do find that funny, though. Nor was they're, it me, by the way. They're doing so. a report, and he says, Mike Zimmer's got this job that the guy across the sports desk <laughs> interviewed for. And that's that's where, man, it's... It's con- interesting. I don't say conflict of interest, but it certainly makes for an awkward dynamic. Yeah. When yeah, you I'm got, here got, for it, too. When, you when got, I'm not yeah. involved in the awkwardness, <laughs> I love it. All right, 940. That's uh, Fort Ann Territory. Let's get to this day in sports history. That's the story of the greatest sport moment in all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right, we'll go back to 1999. Utah Jazz power forward Carl Malone becomes the 10th player in league history to play 40,000 career minutes in a game. All the Golden State Warriors on this day in Major League Baseball 2014. Derek Jeter announces he'll retire after the season. And on this day in 2006, the NFC defeats the AFC 23 to 17 tapped the series at 18 games apiece. Bucks linebacker Derek Brooks is the game's MVP. Who's my favorite player? Mr. Derek Brooks. One of my favorite NFL partners or whatever it was commercials. Where he's got the kids on the bus. Yes. Who's my favorite player? Mr. Derek Brooks. <laughs> great. He was great. He was a great player, too. Fantastic. Lynch in that group in now uh, Tampa he's Bay. Part of the discipline committee. I think. Yes, I believe that is correct. He was making the rounds Super Bowl week. All right, 941. We'll take a break and we'll wrap it up with some garbage time. That's on the way. Still time to get your thoughts in about uh, the Super Bowl, halftime show commercials, all that. On the team line, 970-242-1340. They're a lot of fun. The Jim Davis Show. They're idiots. On Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 944. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy today. Tomorrow I'll have Mav Day brought to you by Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer. So make sure you join us for that tomorrow. Plus we'll have a Triple Play Records Stadium Cinema. Chance to win tomorrow with that. And uh, Wrigley Field uh, Colorado Sports Trivia. So we'll have all that tomorrow. Uh, plus our college basketball insider Wyatt Thompson will join us on tomorrow's program as well. And uh, we'll have pole dancing tomorrow too. And we'll... Uh, Top five favorite yeah. shots of Taylor Swift from yesterday's Super Bowl. And was there like a rotation of who got to stand next to her? Because 
one point it was what uh Blake, Blake Lively was Blake there. Lively was yeah. there. Lana Del Rey was there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, did they did they have to rotate in and out? Is Lana Del Rey a Niners fan? That would totally track. That would be hilarious. She dragged her up on stage after beating her out for a Grammy and then makes her stand there as she celebrates beating out the Niners for a Super Bowl. I don't know if she I know. is. I don't know. That's my story, though, and I think it's hilarious. Maybe maybe that was the uh, the makeup for that. Yeah. By, Again, hey, would you like to go up to the booth for the, you know, in the suite for the Super Bowl? It's the awkwardness of strangers that I'm here for. You do like seeing the discomfort of others, don't you? Yeah. There's a little shot in Freud. A little bit. Yeah. You. It's a lot of fun to watch celebrities be uncomfortable. But yeah, I, I was just kind of thinking, is there some rotation? Because they were like one minute would be Blake Lively, mm-hmm. and then they'd come back and it'd be Lana Del Rey. Right. Maybe somebody else that I had no idea who it was. And I'm like, okay. And then later it'd be Blake Lively again. My wife was like, where's Donna? The, the Kelsey, Mama Kelsey. Because the rumor was the Kelsey's and the Swifts were sharing a booth, but I didn't see any Kelsey's. I didn't see the only time I saw Donna Kylie Kelsey was during the pregame, where they showed her with the cool jacket. Just they just showed her sitting in the oh. in the in the one of the seats, just in the stadium, mm-hmm. and she was on her phone. And they go, oh, "There's Donna Kelsey," and then she's just sitting there, yeah. not not in one of the suites, but just in ordering an Uber seat. Eats. Maybe so. I don't know. I did see nice big hug with their his dad. I didn't see Mama on the field, but I saw him hug Taylor and his dad, which is kind of neat. Mama Kelsey gets a lot of love, but old Ed Kelsey doesn't get so much of the publicity. No. So that was nice. Did you see Kyle Uzcheck's uh, Super Bowl jacket that he had? No, I didn't. Designed by his wife, yeah, Kristen. She designed the ones that. Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes were wearing for the Sub-Zero playoff game against the Dolphins. It's like a Letterman jacket, yeah. and it's got uh, names and numbers of teammates like Purdy and George Kittle and Debo Samuel. And it's got the on the sleeves the logo, mm-hmm. NFL logo and the Super Bowl 58 logo. It's it's really kind of cool. She, does, she has some really interesting things. It's actually kind of a cool-looking jacket. It's yeah. not bad. All right, so let's uh, open up the lid and hop in. It is garbage time this morning. We're taking out the trash. It's garbage time on the Jim Davis Show on the team. Oh, I love trash. All right, so uh, the Athletic, they have things to look for next year when it comes to NFL media, questions for next year. And obviously the, the, the top question, Tom Brady. Because he's supposed to replace Greg Olson as the new color analyst for Kevin Burkhart on Fox's broadcast. How good is he going to be? According to The Athletic, that uh, both Tony Romo and Jim Nance talk with Brady on a fairly regular basis. And so he kind of picks their brains a little bit about uh, about what, what the job entails. I'd like to think that, that Brady will... will really dive you know dive into it with the same kind of zeal that he had to play Forever. quarterback yeah but how no i don't know i don't know how good brady's gonna be because he can be funny mm-hmm. and he can come off like a normal guy at times he's at times willing to poke fun at himself just look at the the duncan the, commercial the duncan commercial ted the, the, the bet mgm commercial yeah yeah there's he has demonstrated the ability of being somewhat self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. 
and being smashed on tequila after they <laughs> won the Super Bowl. I'm going to throw the Lombardi to the other boat. Chucking <laughs> the Lombardi trophy from boat to boat. So then what's going to happen with Greg Olson? So he'll drop down to the, the second team. Joe Davis, hello. Right? But, He's the yeah. second team, or is that... I believe that is Joe still, Davis. Still uh, Chris something or other. Where it's a 90-yard touchdown return. It'll be, like, it'll, be, it'll be Joe score. Davis. It'll be Joe Davis. Okay. Nice. And then Pam Oliver's part of that, that group, too. So that'd be a good fit. I think Joe, I like the work of Joe Davis. Mm-hmm. I I just I think it's I think it's unfair for Olsen, who's demonstrated he should be the number one guy. Yeah. To get beat out by a guy that while the the football resume is impeccable. Mm-hmm. The broadcasting resume is very, 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 very teeny tiny. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And I've been thinking about this for a little bit because this has been a thing for a few weeks now. Is Greg Olson the best TV color guy for the NFL right now? The best active. Um, it's either him or Troy Aikman, right? I still like Aikman a lot. But I would say probably, I mean, a lot of people don't like Collinsworth. Mm-hmm. I think Collinsworth's I okay. I forget about Chris Collinsworth. He's all right. I'd, I'd say probably Olsen. Yeah, I'd probably take Olsen other, over the other guys. Yeah. As far as the number one teams go. Because he doesn't seem to have that irritating factor that some of the other guys do. Yeah, he's he can be self-deprecating. Former but quarterbacks he, or he doesn't come. Yeah, he doesn't come off as dopey, though. He comes mm-hmm. off as very smart about the game. But he doesn't come off as I know more than you. And He's I, got the Tony Romo excitement and predictability factor without the it feels like we're taking him away from his golf game. Boredom at other it, times. That he, that he seems like he really... Tony feels like he has to really be pumped up. Like this is what they want. They want yeah. to be really excited, even though I'd really rather be golfing. And Greg Olson seems like he legitimately loves being there and wants to be part of it. Tony's excitement feels artificial. It and does. Greg's feels real. I agree. I really like his work, and I just like him kind of in general. You know, like his interview with Dan Patrick. Dan asked him straight up, it's "Like, so what are you gonna do?" He's like, "I don't know." It's like, "Are you gonna demand anything?" He's like, "I'm not in a position to make demands. My work speaks for itself." And that's all he needs to say. I was like, it does. all right, yeah. He could, could, he's, he could easily walk into the office at Fox and be like, look at this story after story after story after story yeah. about how good I am and how you're getting rid of it. Figure out something to do with me. To but move, he's not to, doing that. Yeah, to move me down to the second team. Yeah. And if he is, he's keeping it to himself, which I kind of like. Also... You know, if we, you realize this, and I, because I, it kind of caught me off guard. The NFL's first Friday night game on opening weekend since 1970. But who's going to get to air that? Because Philadelphia will be the host team for the mm-hmm. first ever regular season game in Brazil. And so that game is going to be on Friday, September 6th. It's going to be the first time in 54 yeah. years the league has played a game on a Friday night the opening weekend. Who's going to Carnival? And who's going to carry it? That's the thing. We don't know yet. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. I mean who's yeah. who's, who's going to pick that game up? Who's the game? And who's going to you know, send Greg Olson? He earned it. Send Joe, JD, and Greg Olson down there. You know, is it, is it going to be a Peacock game? Is it going to be a streaming only game? Is it going to be on NBC? Who's, who's going to pick it up? <sighs> 
I don't know if you can do a streaming only game for that one. I don't know if you can either. That's but good because that might pop a huge number, and I don't know if you want to risk that for Peacock or Amazon Prime. But you've already kind of crossed the Rubicon by having a streaming only playoff game. Yeah. Yeah, I still and, don't know how. And, I feel you about su- that. and you suffered some backlash, but nothing like what I think a lot of us thought it might be. No. Nobody's real mad about it two weeks later when you averaged over 50 million people for the yeah. NFC Championship game. And and so, I, I don't know. I wouldn't, wouldn't be shocked to see that become a Peacock game. That's mm-hmm. a streaming-only game. Also, how will the NFL react to ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery with the new uh, streaming service that we talked about? Yeah. That, according to reports from the Wall Street, Jur- Wall Street Journal, that the NFL is very much in a fact-finding mode about what that partnership means to the league. Apparently the league had no idea that it was coming, by the way. Which is interesting because the league has been in talks to pick up a 25% stake in ESPN. That's what I find interesting. And I would think that as as a partner that's as important as the NFL, as big as the NFL, how do you leave them out of those conversations? And you say, hey, we're, we're, we're contemplating this. We're thinking mm-hmm. about this, this collaboration. And this, you know, what, you know, what's your input? What does this, you know, potentially mean for you if we do this? I'm su- it really surprises me that they wouldn't. At least that is, run it by them. That, that is your number one product. Mm-hmm. And it's not even close. Right. How do you not make the phone call to Goodell or the people at the NFL and the media writes part of it say hey here's something we're considering hey we're looking at this yeah and also one, one, one final one bill belichick very quickly who's bill belichick going to work for because it looks like media is where he's going to go next his buddy nick saban's gonna be on college game day yeah where does belichick go we'll find out all right that's our show jim rome's coming up next on the team sports network